0: The Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network.
1: This is the Unruffled Podcast, Episode 33.
0: This is a podcast about recovery through creativity.
1: We live an intentional life, we thrive. I am Sandra Primo and I'm Tammy Salas and we are the Unruffled.
0: Hey Sandra. Good morning, Tammy. Good morning. Oh,
1: so how are you today? I am scattered. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is, this is our take two. So in transparency, this we're is like, take two. that's why we're already giggling right off the bat. I am Whew. scattered and just to validate my feeling of scatteredness, mm-hmm. that's a word. Yeah, that I just, you just... I, uh, I, I've said it before. I usually pull a tarot card in the morning, um, and from the wild and known deck. And this morning the tarot card I pulled was the five of wands. And so, um, I'm sure it translates to other tarot decks, but, uh, in the wild and known tarot deck, the five of wands, she describes it as, um, lack of focus scattered. Hmm. <laughs> just exactly. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Validated my entire, and it's not a horrible way to be, Because it just means I have a lot of awesome, exciting things I'm thinking about, but then it's hard to reel it in. It's real hard to reel it in. Like all the lists in the world don't seem to help. So anyway, I'm glad, I guess, that I have to focus on this podcast, this Mm -hmm. microphone that I'm speaking into for the next hour and a half because... Um, at least, yeah, I will have focused on one thing for an hour and a half. How are you?
0: <laughs> well, um, I bought the wild unknown tarot deck and I know of what you speak a little bit, uh, a very little bit, um, because I had my first tarot card reading, um, this weekend. So cool. It, you know, it was, I, I had, I go to this coffee shop, um, that also has a wine rack in it, which is a whole nother story, but I go to this coffee shop and they were having tarot card reading. And so I saw it on Facebook and put that I was interested a few weeks ago. Um, and then our friend Natalie texted me in the morning. She's like, you want to meet for tea today? And I was like, "Ugh, you know, my husband's out of town. I went to town four separate times on Friday, the day before I was like, I just kind of don't feel like coming into town. I'm sorry. So I got to work on things, and then that thing popped up on Facebook saying it was happening, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to drop everything, and I'm going to go meet my friend, and I'm going to go have my tarot cards read because I've been resisting that or just kind of not sure what that was all about. Um, I'm so glad I did, Sandra. So I got pulled a seven of wands. I was just looking because I took a picture of the deck. Um, I got and the four of pentacles, She says, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to hold on to everything so tight. I'm trying to control it all. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about scarcity. I'm trying to, and I don't need to. She assured me that I didn't need to because she also pulled the nine of pentacles and said like, you got this, like you, you don't need to hold on so tight. You have everything that you need. You just need to let go a little bit. I was Mm. like, "Mm." yeah, really? (laughs) (laughs) You can read me just like that? (laughs) (laughs) she also pulled the devil. Um, she pulled, what was it? The, um, yeah, the devil Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. had little chains. It has like these little animals. It was Mm -hmm. a really pretty deck that she was pulling from. She's like, but they're loose chains. You can let them go. You can get released from them is the thing. If you would just give yourself permission Uh to do the thing you want to do. And I'm like, sitting there just kind of I'm writing notes, but I'm trying to pay attention and be present in the moment. Too. I'm like, can I write a couple things down? Can I take a picture of this? She was like, sure. And so it was just really a great experience and really fun. And it just, it kind of charged me up.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, uh, I haven't had my tarot cards read for me. Like I pull a card every morning, almost every morning. I hardly ever miss, but, um, I haven't had I haven't gone to another tarot reader in a, in a couple of years, but it's funny that you say that because I I did a couple of years ago, I guess I was probably, I guess about a year sober. So, you know, maybe, maybe two years ago, maybe I was a little over a year anyway. Um, and I didn't take notes right then, but I, I went home and wrote everything down and I just came across that actually in my, journal. And it was kind of fun to read it because some of them were about some of the things that she talked about were about my kids hmm. and their future. And so, you know, some of those things have not come to pass or whatever, but a lot of the stuff that she talked about ha- has, it's pretty, it was pretty cool to go back and read it. Oh, I I'd that. forgotten that I had written it all down to you. Yeah, it was pretty, it, yeah really interesting yeah
0: it was um I didn't know what to expect um I've been admiring just the artwork
1: on the wild unknown um, oh it's beautiful I mean, Kim you... Kim Kranz is the artist yeah she's so she... pretty mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, it's see, beautiful
0: you have that deck and you've shared I think maybe I've seen the cards on your feed but you told me to follow her um her Instagram feed a while back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just really beautiful and I just, I love that kind of positive negative, the black and the white, and then her, her little, um, you know, where she puts the color in the deck, but so it's sitting on my desk. I have not pulled anything yet. Um, I'm looking forward to the new year and some new practices and rituals for the morning. So, um, but I was encouraged to go out and get one after the reading on Saturday. And then I was encouraged to come home and start writing an ebook that has been in my brain for a while as a real book, uh, not as a real book, as a, as an e-course like an online course but technology mm-hmm. in me I just can't quite figure out how to do that mm-hmm. and after I looked at the card reading and wrote looked at the notes that she'd written about how tight I hold on to things I'm like why does it have to be that why yeah. does it have to be the e-course why, why is that in my head so I started just writing down ideas and things of how I could do this And I keep like a a binder of um, all of the workshops and creative classes that I take and teachers. And I went through that binder Saturday night when I got home and I found um, an ebook that I bought from another artist to teach, you know, teaching about how to do something else. So I looked at her book and I was like, I could do this. It's a PDF. Right. She called it an ebook, but it's a PDF. And It was about 15 pages long, had all this information that you need. So I was like, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can write essays. And so instead of looking at it like it was this big monumental book with a capital B, I was like, oh, I could just write all the things I know and that I've been keeping notes on everywhere. I can compile them in one place. Mm -hmm. So I did it for six hours straight. I couldn't stop on Saturday night. Mm. I forgot to eat Mm -hmm. dinner. It was like 1130. I was like, oh, I didn't even eat tonight. Okay, well.
1: But it felt so good, Sandra. That's awesome. Speaking of uh, speaking of not knowing how to write a course, that's actually – I have the tab open right now on my computer. Uh, I actually have two tabs open right now on my computer because I'm working on uh, a course or program, whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure what I'm going to call it yet. Mm-hmm. But – Anyway, I'm hoping to finish that. No, I am going to finish that before, uh, the end of the year, but yeah, that's funny. I'm trying to navigate that too, because I have no clue how to do it, <laughs> but luckily there's lots of information yeah. on how to do it. <clears throat>
0: yeah. Well, um, yeah, I've shared a couple of resources with you, but we can talk later. I, I have some, I, am um, explored a little bit of, um, doing an e-course on Squarespace and, it actually looks doable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, doable. it's all doable.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just like setting the intention, like like with anything, right? Like with our sobriety, with anything. If you set that intention and then you keep your word to yourself, right? I think that's what I don't do. I don't keep my word to myself sometimes. Or I keep mm. too many words. Like they're all, <laughs> I have so many words to myself. I can't land or pick the one that I'm going to finish. Right. So, and it's just... I mean, we've talked about this before in past episodes, but it's like I have so many ideas. And to execute them, um, it's not that I don't think I can execute them. It's just like which one first?
1: Mm -hmm. Where am I
0: going to pour my energy?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just describing how I'm feeling just right now, right now. (laughs) This morning. (laughs) right this second. (laughs) And why we had to take... (laughs) Take two. <laughs> take two.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad you had this take two because sometimes we don't do that. We just keep going and it doesn't feel right. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. We, had to okay. we had to settle into our little morning routine here. <laughs> uh, so we have kind of a fun episode today to talk about. Should we? Should we get to it? Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, We're going to talk about the holidays because this is Thanksgiving week. Um, We release on Monday, so our listeners will probably be getting ready for the big meal on Thursday. And with the holidays, we wanted to share a little bit about what it used to be like and what it's like now. So we'll be doing a little back and forth um, with our sharing today and just to kind of see... You know, share our experience because I've learned a lot from what it used to be like, and I'm hoping to share like the things that help me now. Maybe that can help some others that are listening.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll start. I'm. You yeah. know, I mean, my holidays uh, all looked similar. <laughs> I was even thinking this morning, like thinking back to even holidays during college. I mean, they were all, they all looked fairly similar. Um, and I, and the thread that ran through was I was drunk. <laughs> hmm. I mean, what? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, when I was thinking back to Thanksgiving and Christmas during, um, when I was in college, um, that's kind of when it was still fun. Like I, c- I can still, I still have pretty good memories of, um, you know, being so hungover Thanksgiving morning and not being able to drive home and uh, drive the three hours to go home. And I don't know why I'm saying this is good memories, except that usually I was surrounded (laughs) by my friends and we were all doing the same thing, you know, like who who else is going to blow Thanksgiving off? What can we tell our parents? (laughs) Let's all come up with the same story. (laughs) And, you know, usually it was somebody's car was broken down or, you know, like the weather had gotten too bad and we couldn't drive. And, um, and then we would just, you know, start immediately start drinking and, um, but it was college and, you know, I, I mean, I hope that my kids don't do that, (laughs) but (laughs) right. Don't listen to this kids. (laughs) I mean, it was still fun. You know, that's when it was still fun. Um, But then, you know, fast forwarding to the times when I had my own family, um, you know, it just, I was still doing that. (laughs) Right. I was still doing that. Um, You know, and then the holidays, there's there's always lots of booze around. Now, if I was at my family of origins house, um, they don't drink. Uh, so there was never alcohol, you know, yeah, they don't drink and, and they never have. So there was never alcohol there, but believe me, if I had to split the times up between different, you know, like my parents' house and then say the in-laws, I would make sure that the time with my parents were very short. (laughs) That was a very short time spent there compared to where I would spend my, the rest of my holidays. Um, yeah,
0: you could let loose. You could have more fun. You can you can guarantee you're going to be able to drink like how you wanted to drink.
1: Well, yeah, I yeah. mean it 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 completely um, determined my scheduling for the holidays, and um, you know, which in retrospect is a little sad, <laughs> um, but uh, it, you. I'm, <laughs> Yeah. Let me think, I'm just trying to think of where to start, but I mean, you know, I'll probably just bring up some little points that I would do that, um, that are just sort of in my memory. And like, these were things that I was kind of brainstorming on, um, when I was thinking about it this morning. Um, And I'm sure you can relate to some of these. I'm sure everybody can, but, you know, driving to like Walgreens or I don't know if you guys have Walgreens, if everybody has a Walgreens, but whatever the drugstore that's open on always open on Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, that drugstore. Yeah, I know it. Driving (laughs) to that store (laughs) because, you know, you're afraid you're going to run out of booze. Um, I would, you know, put alcohol in my coffee cup. In the mornings while I started cooking and then oh my god cooking I mean it took me I, I could it my first Thanksgiving to cook uh, when I was sober it was really challenging to untangle uh, cooking and drinking because those things just w- were always synonymous in my kitchen And in my head. and um, How did that work out with your cooking and your drinking? It worked out very horribly. (laughs) Right. I mean, I might have one pie that was successful and the others I would burn. I would leave out a whole ingredient. Um, You know, I would always screw something up. Always. Um, uh, I remember one time we were at Thanksgiving at my mother-in-law's and the kids were young and they were impatient and, um, they were just, they needed to burn some energy and I volunteered to take them to the park. But on the way we stopped at the store and I bought them candy, I think. And so that I could buy like some of those purse size wines and shove them in my purse so that I could, you know, handled so that I could sit there and drink while they played at the park. Yeah. Um my husband. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, at the beginning of every break, um, not usually Thanksgiving, because we haven't always our schools have not always given us a week off for Thanksgiving. Um, but but definitely, for Christmas, I would envision um, you know, my kids sitting down and making all these beautiful crafts, like just super Martha Stewart style um, and, you know, stringing popcorn <laughs> even or making mm-hmm. making paper chains. But then, of course, I thought, you know, I thought ahead about the wonderful cocktails that should go with these activities. And, you know, usually I would come up with some kind of fancy Christmas cocktail like hot toddies, or I should have, um, whiskey and eggnog. And, you know, that would mean that I'd only have one and which was, (laughs) which was true. Well, it usually was true. I would have one, but then, because that that would be about all the whiskey i could take but i was i would certainly immediately open a bottle of wine you know it and it, off. it kicked it off that signature yeah, cocktail kicked yeah. it off yeah even though even though i would tell myself that i wasn't going to do that this time it's going to be different mm. um inevitably it it always it always happened i would always open up the bottle and you know we would get 12 inches of a, you know, paper chain made, (laughs) and that would would be it. Or if I planned activities outside, like going to, you know, Christmas events, or, you know, that there were always, I would always make sure that there was some kind of um, exception for alcohol, like, you know, there was serving alcohol there. Oh, you bring it
0: right. Like you said, like it, in your purse, like, I, yeah. brought it, I brought it everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Are we, you know, I'd make sure we could stop and have lunch somewhere where I could drink margaritas. Yep. I mean, it, it, you know, it never, and then I would end up. So, you know, when I should have been looking forward to the three weeks off with my kids and all the fun things we could have done, I, I was resenting them by day three. Mm-hmm. I was already done. I was over it and resenting them, resenting my husband that he had to work during the holidays and left me there to, you know, be the only one to entertain the children for the next, you know, three weeks minus two days that he would have off. Yeah. And I it, it you know, it just um and it was the same shit every single holiday. And even though the holidays would start approaching and I would think it was going to be different that year, it never, ever, ever, ever was. It was never different. Because it's what you knew. Yeah. It's all you knew. So we just keep repeat
0: It's, it's perpetual Groundhog Day, mm. right? You're doing the same thing. Talk about traditions. Like you're doing the same drinking traditions that you've always done, same behavior that you've always done hoping probably for a different result but knowing full well that it's probably going to be it never
1: yeah it never happening and but never recognizing the insanity of that just mm. never ever doing it i remember one christmas eve i mean this was probably only 5 years ago 6 years ago maybe close to the end of my drinking career um, I, we had gone to some friends, I had gotten really drunk. We came home, I had the Christmas presents had not, I hadn't finished wrapping them. In fact, I don't even know if I had started. But it, that was okay, because that meant that I, the, you know, put the kids to bed and I could stay up and keep drinking. And I, I think I stayed up wrapping for hours, probably listening to music, you know, it taking like, an hour and a half longer than it should have. Um and uh I passed out uh I think in my son's bed um with him and he thinking, well, he'll start moving around and that'll wake me up in enough time to put for Santa to come, you know, mm. to put the put the Christmas presents out under the tree because you know, my kids, well, Chloe still actually believes in Santa. Mm. Um, and he woke. I I just remember him shaking me and saying, and then me just coming to with him over me saying, mom, Santa didn't come. And I like shot up and it was still dark. So it was super early. It was, it was too early for him to forget for the day to start really. But he was right. Santa had not come. And, oh, I just, I hated him. I like hissed at him. I'm sure like, go back to bed. You know, Santa's not going to come if you, <laughs> you know, aren't asleep. It's, you know, and it was probably four in the morning five, Four, you know, like it was way too early, but Santa still late.
0: Santa was late. Santa, Santa
1: was, had not come. And, um, you know, I hosted him sleeping, right. And Santa was a sweaty, dizzy mess when she had to get up and put those Christmas presents out. I'll, I'll never forget it. And, you know, I lay back in bed, but I think even to like, not even feel the pang of, of guilt that I maybe should have felt. I think I remembered joking about it on facebook or something like oh santa like it'll probably come up in my facebook memories yep santa santa uh almost slept through christmas or something sarcastically funny to laugh it off and make it seem okay um
0: yeah because you have to to be self-deprecating or laugh about it because you otherwise you're going to cry
1: yeah you're gonna... Otherwise, you're just gonna, yeah, lock yourself in a dark room and never come out. I mean, my God, and <clears throat> so uh, you know that was it. I mean, it probably, I'm sure many people can identify yeah. <laughs> it w- with, you know, all of the things that I have said about holidays. Um, you know the almost sleeping through Santa, that was probably the worst of it. Um, uh, I have one of those.
0: So, yeah, I will be sharing that too (laughs) because I'm I'm sure we're not alone, Sandra.
1: Yeah, and then, of course, we could, you know, and then there's a whole other subsection of Christmas parties, holiday parties. Um, You know, there were many, many of those that – My husband and I would either go separately and I would take the second shift, of course, and usually not come home. Or um, if we went together, uh, we would usually get into a fight because he would be ready to leave at a normal hour when he could, you know, still drive home. And I would turn into this, you know, nasty, raging bitch and publicly, you know, humiliate him. And um, so... It was really a lovely time. It's it's really a beautiful time in my life. (laughs) No,
0: it was hard thinking back to all of us and looking back. I mean, there's
1: just so, so much. I mean, I probably, you know, and there's good memories. Like Chloe was just, uh, you know, Chloe's first Christmas, she was only uh, a month and a half years old for her first christmas and that was a beautiful christmas morning I remember it really well I hadn't started drinking again um i was um you know it was i i think my c-section scar was probably still healing up and um I r- just remember it really really well it was the first time she ever smiled actually and We took a little video of it, and, um, you know, there's definitely some good memories, but uh, towards the end, especially um, Christmas mornings and Thanksgiving mornings, I was always so severely hungover that I would usually just have to start drinking again, even if it meant in secret.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, you know, yeah. And this show isn't about all the happy times. I mean, obviously, we're talking about what it was like, we're going to talk about the hard drinking times, because that's what we're talking about on this show. But yeah, there, there were good times for sure. Um, but I'll share a little bit of what it yes. was like for me. Um, and I'll go back a little bit to my childhood family. I'll be brief about that, but we, um, we never had family over for Thanksgiving. It was always just me, my mom and dad and my siblings. So it was always just the five of us. We never had alcohol at our table ever. We never had it in our home. Yeah. Uh, same. So I don't know that when that changed for me, I guess is when, excuse me, uh, when I would, when I got older, but I would start stressing about the holidays as a as an adult, I would start stressing about them at the end of August. And I know that sounds probably crazy because you and I were talking the other day about planning and what, you know, how far ahead and...
1: I think I was silent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it's this thing that I did and I was thinking about it more in preparation for this show. It was, um, I was, pre- I was preparing myself and I, I felt like, I had to do that early, um, to either push back against my family, against my parents, um, that I didn't want to go there. Um, or that I didn't want to be told what to do was mainly kind of my big thing, a big theme for me in my life. Um, which I know I'm not alone with that, but around August every year, um, I would just start, you know, thinking about the family expectations that were going to be put upon me. Um, I would start to have resentments that I would make up in my head about, you know, my mother, you know, she didn't, (laughs) she didn't know what was going on in my brain or why I didn't communicate effectively or directly, you know, back then. And, um, I thought everyone did this. I thought everybody kind of planned for the holidays, you know, before labor day, (laughs)
1: No, like I, they don't.
0: <laughs> that is like, what? They don't, you don't do that? That's just like, I think everybody drank like I drank, right? No, not everybody does. So um, I thought everyone did this. And this was just part of my holiday season. Like I would gossip with my sister about, you know, oh, my mom wants me to do this. Or she thinks she's going to come here. Or why does she want us always? To-? You know, I would, it would, I would make something up that wasn't true. And, um, I want to be clear about that because my mom, all she ever wanted was like us together.
1: Was but it drama? You just wanted some drama around it? I, even... that was all, I, that was a big ball of drama all
0: the time. I would be mm-hmm. super, super dramatic about it. I would, I would be a martyr with my husband about all that I had to do to prepare for it. I mean, I was just a total, it was all poor me pity party. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, then I would get into it. Then I thought, well, if I'm going to have to do the holidays, I'm going to do them differently than my family did. I'm going to have lots of people over and I'm going to totally do it up. And I'm going to go over the top and I'm going to be looking at every back issue of Martha Stewart living. Speaking of Martha, Um, I'm going to look at, I'm going to stuff pumpkins. I'm going to, I did like some crazy shit, (laughs) like (laughs) these little tiny pumpkins. And I stuffed them with, you know, just trying to, I don't know what I was trying to do, Sandra, like, I liked it to a certain degree, like I felt creative, I felt like I was doing something to satisfy myself. It was for sure, it had to have been that I wanted somebody else to pat me on the back and say, look how beautiful that is, or look at all the hard work you did. I was craving some kind of affirmation, I guess. But this would go on for months, right, until Thanksgiving hit. And I would spend entire days later, you know, later in life, um, when we own the wine bar, I would spend like a whole day just going to get wine. I'd make a day of going up to Healdsburg and having lunch at this little Gymtown store. And I'd go to my, fa- go meet, see my favorite winemaker, Mick And I would come home with just loads of wine. And that would take a whole flipping day. Mm. And mm-hmm. that was, I, I thought that was just, I don't know what I thought. It was just part of it. I thought, well, I'll make it fun for me if I have to do all of this. I'm going to make it fun and interesting. And I don't know who, uh, yeah, I don't know who that was interesting to. Um, I guess I was just justifying my behavior and justifying how much wine I could buy. And just, justifying it by, you know, designing a, um, a menu around drinks is what I did. I would make a I'd plan Thanksgiving or Christmas. Now, just dis, disclaimer, I still do this. I do it with a different intention, which I will talk about later. But I would plan all, my menus around the drinks. So you talk about a signature cocktail. Oh, we had a signature cocktail, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one Thanksgiving is called the Fat Bastard, I believe. And um, a neighbor, a friend of mine that was coming, she had crafted it all up. And that was her assignment was to bring that, like, Instead of assigning food to people, I'm assigning beverages, um, which just sounds so silly to me now. (laughs) But it would be, I would have the cocktail hour, then there would be the signature drink. So during cocktail hour, we would have champagne, and then there would be the signature drink. And then there'd be red and white pairings with the meal. And then there would be after dinner drinks. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was all about the booze. Mm, mm -hmm. All of it. And I, what ha- would happen was that I would just never end up getting to do things the way I really had intended or, or my initial thoughts about the meal and the table and the dinner and the evening. I would be so anxious and stressed out about, is there enough to drink? Mm-hmm. Is everybody drinking as much as me? You know? And I don't know that I consciously thought that, but I overserved everyone that came to my house. Right. If, if you had a glass, I was filling it. Always. I wanted everyone to be drinking as much as me because that like gave me permission, I guess, to kind of do it. Right. Uh, yeah. So, um, you talked about the pies not getting done. My gravy never got done, Sandra, like ever, ever, <laughs> never got done right. And, uh, one year Steve threw out all the pan drippings mm. before I made gravy. Mm-hmm. Like, I had like a disposable, uh, aluminum, um, pan. And so as we're getting the meal ready, I guess he took it outside and put it in the trash to make room in the kitchen. So I go to make the gravy. I'm like, where's the pan? Where's the pan? He's like, oh, I threw it away. And I flipped
1: the F. Lost your mind. (laughs) Because
0: I've been drinking all day Mm -hmm. and it was go time. And you know how it is at the end of Thanksgiving like meal when you got to get
1: all this stuff
0: out on the table.
1: Well, and if you're drunk, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if that happened when you were sober, you'd be like, oh, all right, a little disappointed maybe, but God, you're not going to lose your mind over it. Oh, no. I was a total – my friend
0: Jill was in the kitchen and she came up and she's like, okay, hold on. She wanted to mediate, right? She wanted to help the situation and – She did. She jumped into action mode and tried to help me make the best of it, but I was so pissed off. And, um, that did that, you know, that's so uncomfortable for everybody. Uh, my husband, most importantly, but I mean, for Jill and for my guests and like the vibe, you know, how you can feel it when somebody, oh my gosh, just embarrassing. Um, so after that, I always bought a a jar of gravy to have as backup. And I still do. Because it's not the most important part of the meal, right? It's just, I was obsessing over things because I was drinking and I wasn't in my right mind. I totally just wasn't in my right mind. Um, But there was one episode in particular, I'm going to call it the duct tape episode, uh, uh, Thanksgiving from years past, <laughs> that um, I just moved into my home and... I had the grand idea because my house is about 900 square feet. I had the grand idea that I should put my dining room table in my living room and I should put my couch in my kitchen because the table we could extend and there would be room for all the people I had invited and that the couch could be in the kitchen and people could hang out and have cocktails and appetizers and it would be really cozy. Mm-hmm. So my husband was like, you're out of your mind. The the couch isn't going to fit through this doorway. So, so the night, so I should back up the night. How, how, for, how was this for you? The eves of things were also like permission to drink like Thanksgiving Eve.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I, <laughs> that's why I was always so hungover the yeah, day out. Yeah. yeah. So this was Thanksgiving just, Eve. <laughs> I mean, all out, just completely tanked.
0: Yeah. It was, per, it was just like, it's the eve. So let's do it. Mm -hmm. Let's get this party started. So it was the eve and um, my husband acquiesced and we moved it and it was a pain in the ass. And he did it all. And I'm putting butcher paper down my table with all of the leaves in it, right? So it's big, long. I'm putting butcher paper and and the butcher paper doesn't cover the whole table. So I need two pieces of butcher paper. Um, but they're sliding around, right? So I need some tape. So I'm thinking like I need double sided tape to kind of put underneath to kind of make it stick and stay. So I asked my husband to help me tape the the um, the uh, craft paper tablecloth. And I come back in the house from work going outside or grabbing something, and he has duct taped the <laughs> two pieces of craft paper <laughs> together. I can still still see it. It's my nightmare. Um, Because he's got duct tape down the center of the table. And I look at him, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you, what, what's happening here? And he was like, what? You told me to tape it down. I was livid, like a crazy person. Like, (laughs) who puts duct tape on I mean, Martha Stewart does not use duct tape that way. Sandra, she does not (laughs) use it. I just lost my mind. He, he, I knew I had crossed a line with him though. Oh yeah. He had had it with me. And I
1: mean, who wants to hang out with that? I mean, like, right? I'm going to Luby's.
0: Bye-bye. He went to the garage and he was making something with like, his woodworking. I don't know. It's like drills out and he, so I showed him, Sandra, I, uh, I just got my purse and I just took myself down to the bar in town, mm-hmm. um, with every other, there's a lot of people out on Thanksgiving Eve drinking.
1: Oh, yes. It's, uh, it's one of the biggest drinking. I think it's the, I think it's the U S is, uh, one of the U.S.'s biggest drinking, uh, days, nights, um, I get of it. the year of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I proceeded to, uh, you know, tell my funny story and, and talk about my husband, which was not cool. Um, and drink myself into oblivion
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: um, you're going to show him I what sure an do. idiot he is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I believe the owner of the, um, bar and hotel, my friends, um, that he drove me home. I don't remember how I got home exactly. I'm, I'm pretty sure he did brought me home. Um, you know, just how I always came home. Yeah. Reconstructing the night before the next morning. You know, when you wake up, you're like, where's my purse? Where's my phone? Did I drive? Where's my car? Um, so it was just a mess. And so, of course, that Thanksgiving was going to be a mess, right? And it was, it was a little strained between him and I, but we put on a good face until I started drinking again. And then I ended up blacking out that night. I don't remember the end of the evening. I don't remember... Um, you know, all the hard work that I did, I just, I I just feel like,
1: (laughs) why? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one thing to want to make things beautiful, to appreciate beauty, but you, when you're that, you know, when you're that gone, you're not even appreciating the beauty of it. No. And and even more than that, um,
0: I just think about how hard that must've been for my husband, Every holiday, to not, well, to kind of know what was going to happen, but to not really know, like, how's this night going to end? Like, if that were me, I think about that now in sobriety, and I think about what he must have gone through. Like, it was always a shit show. It was always oh,
1: same, (laughs) yeah. So so unpredictable,
0: totally unpredictable. So it's the you know, it starts off where I'm planning a menu and setting the table, and then all of a sudden I'll say, "Can we move the couch into the living room?" He's probably going. Or into the kitchen, he's going. uh Oh, that's his first red flag, right? Then the duct tape—that's his second red flag. And then, you know, then his wife doesn't come home till who knows what time, and who brings her home. And so then he's going into the day with that information. And this is just one Thanksgiving, mind you. There's plenty, but but I can't I, I can't imagine how that must have felt. And I think that's what's when we make amends in sobriety, or when I've made my amends. Like there are so many things that I that I need to make amends for. And the best way I can do that is to live my amends by how yeah. I do it now.
1: Not do that anymore. Right. I mean that's the, <laughs> be, the power. Be predict, be predictable. <laughs> be someone that everybody can count on. <laughs> right. And be I mean, somebody who doesn't lose their mind over duct tape. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know if we have duct tape anymore on (laughs) on the premises, (laughs) but it wasn't even the duct tape. It was, you know, it was the control that I needed or that I thought I had for this event
1: that was really just dinner, right? Yeah, it's food that people (laughs) shove into their pie holes and then they... Go take a nap. I mean, Mm -hmm. you really go sleep for eight hours. I mean, and then it's over. But yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So there's there's plenty
0: more I could share, but um, I will say one thing just to to counterbalance your Christmas um stuff is that I um had one Christmas in particular where I stayed up till four in the morning with a girlfriend drinking at my house. My husband went to bed, he was pissed off again. And I just thought, like, what's his problem? I'd gotten in a yeah. fight that night with my mother, said ugly things to her, and she left. We fought over a flocked tree, over the term <laughs> flocked tree. I mean, it was such a stupid fight. And I say fight. I don't I mean just argument, disagreement, but hurt, hurt feelings. And at 4 o'clock, my friend was finally like, I need to go home, which she should not have been driving, right? Right. And I'm like,
1: okay, yeah, you better go, because i got to do Santa, I mean it's four in the morning. Four in the morning, yeah. So not only are you not gonna sleep, but you're gonna be drunk still. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then I have to do the fake sober in, you know, two hours. Like I gotta I gotta I gotta pretend that I wasn't up till four. I'm still drunk, Sandra. I'm still drunk. So I put out whatever, pieced it together. Um, you know, we have one kid we don't do a ton of gifts. So, I mean, it wasn't crazy, uh, trying to pull it together, but that, that, that phrase, that incomprehensible demoralization, that's Mm -hmm. how I felt. That's how I felt that morning. Like I had this, what are you doing? You have a little boy that's going to wake up and see Santa and be so happy. And what are you doing? So I faked it. I started drinking champagne, you know, as soon as we woke up, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I slept for a power hour, right? And then felt worse than ever. But I had to oh. pretend that I had it all. I was good. I had to pretend I was good. And it was painful. Oh, yeah. Really painful. And to see his little face and how excited he was. And I didn't want my mm-hmm. picture taken. I didn't want any, you know, I just wasn't present in the way that I that I am now. Right. So I understand, and again, those are just one Christmas and one Thanksgiving, and there's been
1: yeah so many, many so many. many that looked exactly, almost exactly the same. Yeah, and yeah. that's why we
0: can swap tell out, just out a few <laughs> details. <laughs> right. What? That's why we can tell just one story about oh Christmas and things because they were all flipping basically the same for so long.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, just changed the, the signature cocktail of the year, and it was a, <laughs> it was a new. I mean, it was an old, you know, an old story that just kept playing out.
1: Exactly. And I think, you know, the importance of the event sharing our, you know, one or a few, one or two detailed stories is, you know, if you think that you are alone, mm. <laughs> you think you're the only one that almost slept through a Santa or, you know, went to a bar and almost didn't make it for the, for the holiday, yeah. you are not alone absolutely not. Yeah. Those, um,
0: those stories of our past, when we do share what it's like, I mean, I know you and I both don't like to stay stuck there and stay stuck in that story, but they're so important, um, to kind of, to look back and to see how far we've come. Like they are, they're, they're good reminders so that when you, um, like last week I cooked with, with wine and I went to smell it. And it's the first time I've bought wine since I stopped drinking. So it's been two years and nine months. And usually I have my husband buy it and I have my husband open it. He wasn't around and I was making this dinner and I had to open it. And I was sitting there thinking like, should I go ask my friend Jill to open this? Should I? And I'm like, why am I doing that? I can open. I can do it. But it's like I've kept that out of my routine. Um, but smelling it, Sandra, it, the, it brought me back. It brings you back that sense memory. And so yeah, I think we see, t- I we tell these stories just so that we can remember that that because when I get mm-hmm. that sense memory that like oh that that reminds me of this that was good, I got to have this story to tell me like yeah but look what where it ended like where it ended up.
1: Yeah, and I'll say too, you know, and and you know everybody does what they're comfortable doing, but I have not bought alcohol once. um, in the last, you know, almost three and a half years, I, I've not bought alcohol. Alcohol has not been in my home once in the last. Yeah. And I, so I haven't cooked with it and nothing. Um, and I'm, I still am not there yet. So, you know, like I'm just saying that, um, not to contradict what you're saying per se, but just to say that, you know, you, you get, to where you are when you're comfortable with it. And, um, and, uh, you know, it's one of those things that you shouldn't, um, compare your abilities or what you, um, what are within or without your inside or outside of your sober limits to what, what other people are doing because, um, you know you know what you're good with and what you aren't yeah Um, I
0: think I was with you too I think I was afraid to buy it um and open it like I said I had to think about that and I I'm not in any hurry to do that again and we we do have alcohol in our house and we do serve it when guests come over I'm not entirely comfortable with that it's still always a I think I have to center myself, use my tools, um, work through it, talk to my husband before people come over, set the expectation of what time the party's going to end. You know, there's a lot that goes with, with that, with having alcohol in the home. But
1: I, I wish that I didn't have any Sandra. I like, I like that you shared that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, yeah, I just wanted to say that, um, because I'm, I'm going to bring that back up in just a second. Um, let's talk about what it's like now. I mean, yeah. Actually, I just want to say one thing um, first, and that is, um, give, and I guess this is advice, um, but give yourself permission to opt out of whatever you possibly can opt out of. Um, I know that, you know, for me, I mean, the holidays happen every year and nobody's going to cancel Christmas because you aren't going to be there, Um, you know, and there's always next year maybe you, maybe that will be back inside of your sober limits. Um, and you, um, so you, you have a lot of us feel like we don't have a choice, but sometimes you do. And if you do, and that's the thing that's going to keep you sober that holiday, then I say, do it, don't go. But I know for me, there were so many holidays that I just described that, you know, I may have been there physically, but I was completely out to lunch, um, mentally, emotionally, every other way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very, very, when I was, you know, my first Thanksgiving and Christmas, especially, um, it was super important for me to be there for my family because I felt like I could finally show up a hundred percent and, um, I could look at their little, tiny kid faces and see their excitement and joy. Um, and not through my, you know, glassy eyes and, um, my haze and fog and, you know, um, nauseousness. And so, yeah, so that, that was important to me. And, you know, and, You still don't have to do all the things, though, you know, you don't have to make the most elaborate dinner plan and and you don't have to, you know, bake five different pies and have three different dressings. You you don't have to do all that you can buy the ham and take it to the <laughs> take it to somebody else's house. You yep. can make somebody else have Thanksgiving if it's usually on you, maybe Just you rotate it, it to somebody else. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can buy a freaking pie. Nobody cares, really. Nobody cares. Um <laughs> So no, you're right. Nobody They cares. don't. Nobody cares. So, you know, I would just say if I could give any advice, is just give yourself some grace if this is your first holiday. Um but I'll tell I'll say real quick, um this is just like a small list of things that I stopped doing. Oh, yeah. Um I I used to make rum cake every year or I had for the last couple of years, especially um I had gotten my ex mother-in-law makes the best rum cake, I will say. Uh (laughs) And, um, and she had given me the recipe, um, many years ago and I started making it and, um, oh yeah, I, you know, would make rum cake and then of course drink the rest of the rum. And, Um, it's not like something you would go on the shelf until the next holiday or anything. Right. It was
0: not going to keep Sandra. No,
1: no, no. Um, but I stopped making that like, you know, so going back to, I haven't, not buying booze, not making the rum cake. Um, I stopped going to stores that sold the store. I stopped going to the stores that I used to go to when I would stock up on booze, um, for the holidays. I stopped going to those stores. Don't go to them anymore. Still haven't been back. Um, We, uh, as a family, we said no to spending the night with any family that first year. And that, you know, so we would go for the day and then we would go home and we wouldn't come the night before or anything. And, um, how did that help you? What is that like, like dialing it back or just, just the dialing, it, just dialing it back, Yeah, you know, just, 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 um, because you know, and, and actually subsequent holidays, we, I said, okay, you know, when it, when I was ready to let a night spend them, you know, to spend the night, maybe the night before when I was ready to kind of invite that back in. I limited it to one night just because, you know, hanging out with the in-laws or even with your own family of origin, it's sometimes 24 hours is all you need. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If, if any of your family makes you feel drinky, <laughs> then, um, you know, maybe you just shorten that time. Yeah. I'm it's asking better. just because
0: I, I've never lived near any of my family as an adult. Mm-hmm. So it's always been mm-hmm. far away. So yeah, I get it. Okay. That's yeah. so you're like, yep. 24 hours. We're good.
1: Yeah. 24 hours. Totally good. Um, uh, that first, those first couple of holidays, I would take breaks a lot and go outside, go walk around, take the kids outside. Um, Walk around the block, hide in the bathroom, and text friends for a little bit. Um, Whatever I had to do to maybe be alone for a little bit, collect myself. If I started feeling anxious, or um, if I was, uh, you know, noticing too many people, all the what everybody else was drinking too much, and it was becoming too overwhelming, I would just go outside and take a break. Um, and then one last thing if, uh, about Christmas parties, um, when we did attend a few Christmas parties and we have, we've gone to some of the same Christmas parties that I had gone to when I was drinking. Um, we would, uh, come a little late. I, um, if I didn't bring some Topo Chico's or something, um, then I, uh, would have my husband go straight to the bar and get me a soda with lime and cranberry, mm-hmm. and I would sip on that the whole time, and um, I always had it in my hand, and uh, and then we leave early and usually make a French exit, I love and it. if yeah, and not which means just slip out the back.
0: That's so key the the coming late and leaving early and having something in your hand. I mean yeah. And having your husband by your side that kind of understands yeah. the whole deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're Support. right. Mm-hmm. Not going alone. Yeah. Or if you or if you go or and uh, if you go in a group, maybe take your own car so you're not stuck. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's um that's key.
1: That's um that's key.
0: Yeah. Oh, Well, I, I'll hit a couple points, a couple biggies for me, um, of what it's like now. But I do want to say that first, since I talked about Thanksgiving so much, my first Thanksgiving sober, I'd only been going to, um, AA for about three months and I was really raw and I was going, as soon as I woke up, you know, I'd go to my 7 a.m. meeting and that's how I started my day. So on my first sober Thanksgiving, I hit a meeting in the morning and, um, that was great, and I hear, I hear a lot of really wonderful things um, in the meetings, right? And especially when I was new to them, I just thought everything was so uh, brilliant that I would hear in the rooms. And so I was looking through my journal um, in preparation for this episode, and there's a couple quotes in here that I took from people in the rooms. I won't tell you their names, obviously, but and they're probably sayings they heard from somebody else too. So, um, but failure to prepare is preparing to fail. I heard that and I was like, I need to prepare for this holiday season. Like I need to, otherwise I'm going to fail. So I needed to ask for help. I needed to make a different plan. So on Thanksgiving, I just asked my husband, can it just be the three of us? And we would never done that before. And I said, I just need to like take it down to the basics, turkey, Mm -hmm. potatoes, cranberries, pie, like just, I can't do anything complicated. I don't want to flip out over gravy. I mm-hmm. want to just be the three of us. And, um, I found a little picture. I took up my little, our little table setting and my menu. And it was just, it was quiet and sweet. And, um, I really, it felt very healing that Thanksgiving to not have, it felt weird too. It felt different. I mean, cause it was, Um, but I was really grateful to my husband that he was like, sure. He did not care. He didn't have to be, I mean, I can, I can only imagine he was probably relieved. Right. Right. (laughs) After all the crap I put him through in the past, he was like, really, you're not going to get out any, um, craft paper for a tablecloth. (laughs) I don't understand this. I don't know this woman. Um, but I just kept it simple. I wrote out a little menu like I love to do. And it was just Simple. And, um, I still have that little menu and I, I just, I don't know, I'm getting wistful just thinking about it It was so pure and sweet and simple and lovely and calm that I had not known a Thanksgiving like that maybe ever, you know? Right. So that was, that was that, but, um, it just felt good. It just felt, it just felt like, I don't know, I could, I could, um, that i could do it i guess right you just keep mm-hmm. teaching yourself in sobriety that you can that you can do it um and then there was another another little phrase in the room that i heard that um let's see where did it, oh make plans but don't plan the results so for me you know me i'm a planner sandra right that's just part of who i am and making these plans and pl- i was always planning the results like people will come over and this will happen and we'll do this and that. So in sobriety, that whole one day at a time mantra really had to keep me present in that first, in that, in that the first holiday season, I had to just really be there. And, um, I got, I went to my mom's that December and my sponsor was like, are you, know, you going to hit meetings while you're there? Are you going to, what are you going to do to support your sobriety? Cause it can be stressful holidays, parents. I was like, Oh, I'll be fine. (laughs) But I got to Arizona and I realized that that was not going to be fine. Um, And not because of my mom, but because of me, you know, I just wasn't settled with myself. Um, Even though I wasn't drinking, I still had all these feelings and emotions. So I drew in my journal nonstop while I was at my mom's house and went to meetings, went to meetings. um, It was my first time going to a meeting that wasn't my regular meeting. And it helped so much. It just, uh, it's like a reset button when I go to a meeting, right? Like whatever Mm -hmm. I'm feeling or thinking, it just, it resets me. So that was, that was super helpful. Um, This, the last year I wanted to just touch briefly that, um, oh, one more thing. I also started getting uninvited to a lot of parties, Mm -hmm. right? In sobriety. I just wanted to mention that because I know uh, I know that that's not uncommon for people who are who are sober. Um, I got uninvited to an annual party that I had been invited to for a decade, right? Every year since Grady was born, I would go to this party. And once I got sober, I did not get that invitation. Mm. And it kind of stung.
1: Yeah, it does sting a little bit. Yeah. Even though you may not have even gone, but still. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You just want to be invited to the party. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so
0: that stung. Um, but then I thought about why that stung. Um, there was other things with that friend, but, and then I thought, well, maybe it wasn't about me, you know, duh, not everything is about you, Tammy. Maybe something happened in her life or her family, or maybe they couldn't do the party anymore. Who knows? Maybe there's someone sick in the family. I had no clue, but the next year I didn't, I've not received an invitation the following year, but I took a service commitment last holiday season. So I had a service commitment from like June to the end of the year. And I have to say that taking that commitment, um, I was secretary, you know, around Thanksgiving and Christmas time. And it helped me out big time. It really, to be of service and have to go make coffee and set up chairs and lock up a building and not have to think about, you know, um, myself,
1: it was mm-hmm. really,
0: really important into what it's like now for me to be of service. And, um, I think that's it. That's like the big point I wanted. Those were just a couple, you know, it's good. And, and this right now, what it's like now, I just invited two people over for Thanksgiving two days ago. Like, this is not the Tammy. I didn't think about it in August. Um, I just started talking to you about it last week, um, about Thanksgiving and, that's really different to live in the present and to not be, even though if I can be a planner, I'm not micromanaging the day and I'm not, um, I know the outcome will be, will be good now. I've had a couple of these holidays under my belt, which is helpful. And I know that each holiday, it seems like it's getting easier, you know, but if you're in early sobriety, like what Sandra said, like give up some of the stuff, you know, just, you don't have to, you don't have to do it all like you've always done. You can just really pare it down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can take anything you think is unnecessary off the list without guilt. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. You create a new normal, right? Yeah. This is the new normal. And we get, and for somebody who likes to control things like I do, this is pretty cool that you get to control
1: it in a way that's
0: positive.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it supports you and, and supports your, your sobriety.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me, my voice. I'm going to take a sip. All right. So that's what it's like now. I, I'm just, I'm going to pack on the meetings this holiday season. I am going to go to as many as I possibly can. And, um, without that feeling like another thing that I have to do, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to use that as a, as a foundation this holiday season for me to kind of get a little more grounded.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's, that's my trick. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. text with other sober women and, you know,
1: Right. Stay connected. Yeah. Yeah. I think stay connected. Yeah. To however you, however you do that, whether it's in real life or online or a combination, but, um, yeah, it's definitely stay connected, reach out when you're feeling the stress, the anxiety of the holidays, nothing, nothing zaps it better than, um, just talking with another sober sister
0: yeah no it's like magic it's Mm uh it's uh I just um the my journal's open to me and 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 this November section of this journal there's a whole page it says connection all over it Sandra when Mm -hmm. you just said that I just could flip the page yeah um yeah there's all these little pearls in here I love it so much um, but mm-hmm. I, I, think I shared with you off before we started recording that I used, to, I record uh, little voice memos to myself on my way to my meetings and they're kind of like a download. Um, like, you know, when you wake up and then your brain just starts going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I work all that out by leaving myself. I, I get to a, a spot that's about, um, two miles from my meeting and I start recording and, I listened to the one from Thanksgiving of 2016, and um, ugh, it made me a little teary. But I was just talking about how I'd had this year kind of of sobriety under my belt, year and a half of sobriety under my belt, and uh, how Thanksgivings used to be. You know, I was talking a little bit about that. But I got to the end of the voicemail, and I was like, "I'm really grateful for my life," um, and I think I'm grateful that I drank alcoholically. I think I'm grateful that I'm an alcoholic. And when I heard that, you know, and that's kind of where I ended it and I go into the meeting, I thought it took a long time for me to feel that way. I did not feel that way in the beginning.
1: Oh no! I remember hearing people say that and looking at them like they were, yeah, yeah, like they had cauliflower growing out of their (laughs) head or something.
0: (laughs) Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, (laughs) I don't ever want to be like you. Like, I I did think that I was so judgy, and and even that word—I know that word is a a, a hot topic too—but just I, I I don't give it a whole bunch of um, meaning. It just—it just means I drank alcoholically, and I did. And I cannot deny that. So it's a quick, it's a quick one word way to say that for me um, and to identify with others in the room and, and um, get on the same page. But those voice memos, um, I listened to some earlier ones from, uh, I realized I did not record any in 2015 um, for the first nine months of my sobriety. But after New Year's of 2016, I did. So that was my. Um, my little download before I got to the meeting too, so that I can get there and kind of be in a place where I felt like I left it all behind, you know, all those thoughts, so I could really be present. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about that lately, right? If we're in this present moment, I know this is like the study of you know meditation and mindfulness and Ramdas and one day at a time, all of that. There's a reason why all of that is taught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Staying super clear, especially around the holidays. And just staying in this present moment, even though there's a lot of things to do. But knowing that we have, I think you hit on this earlier, we have a choice. Right. We don't have to do the 27 things on that list.
1: No, you don't. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. And nobody cares. No one cares. It's
0: just <laughs> its just us. We care.
1: Right. We put the pressure on ourselves.
0: Yeah. I was... Um, We'll get to this in a future episode, but I'm already thinking about my words for next year. But I think a big one for me might be permission because it seems like when I give myself permission to do things or not do things, then I feel well, Mm -hmm. I feel it's like a quiet thing. Nobody else knows that this is going on right in our heads when we're doing all these things and trying to please or have a certain table scape because Martha Stewart did nobody like you said, nobody cares, but me Mm -hmm. and I matter. Right. So I do care. I, it matters to me to some degree, but I need to figure out why and how much, and I get to do all that work. And I think that's the work of recovery is that we get to do all this work to figure out like what, what matters and, and what do you have? What do you, uh, what do I need to give myself permission for? And what can I take off the table? Right. And I think the holiday's are a beautiful time to practice this to practice all of that yeah exactly yeah it's all coming yeah. down at, at you know <laughs> what mm-hmm. two, two months or yeah month and a half of just like concentrated work here that's
1: what yeah. we're doing it's like yeah it's go time it's that line from that I heard at a meeting once let's see if this shit works at home and it's <laughs> and it's <laughs> that's fantastic that really comes into play during the holidays <laughs>
0: let's see if this shit works at home I gotta write that down
1: <laughs> oh.
0: make plans but don't plan the results that's gonna be my mantra for this next week as we go into Thanksgiving
1: right Yeah. lower your expectations yeah. if they're too high <laughs> and even if you lower them lower them again yeah well, um, okay.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to go keep going. Cause there's so many awesome things to say, but, um, another gal said, um, in the rooms, it's better to feel guilty than to feel resentful. And I think that for me, it was like, okay, I, yeah. I don't mind feeling guilty that I didn't do that. Cause that kind of leaves me pretty quickly when I feel guilty about a little thing, I'm obviously not a big guilt, but that i didn't, you know, make the pie that i always make. i didn't. Sure, that goes
1: back right. That goes back to yeah, saying no to things, canceling things, yeah. taking things off your list, whatever. Yeah. But Not diff- doing all the things. But if you
0: if you resentful, that that stays with you, right? The guilt, well, the guilt will dissipate. The guilt will like, eh, it wasn't that big of a
1: deal. Yeah. Yeah. But the resentments are yeah, that those are the things that make make us thirsty. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I know we've shared a lot of things.
1: I think we have. I feel like uh, I don't even know if I can summarize. I think <laughs> we—it's—it was a lot of random points, but um, yeah, hopefully it will be helpful yeah. to anyone who is, especially if you're approaching your first sober holiday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: you can do it. You absolutely can do it if you want to. You yeah, know, just gotta hang on. Yes, um, I do have three items for my toolbox. Do you have three items? Yes, oh, I do. Good. good, good, good. Yeah. So let's end
1: with that, and that can okay. I think That'll be
0: helpful for others.
1: Um, I think so because mine yeah. are all holiday related oh, as good, well. Good, good,
0: good. Okay. Why don't you kick yeah. it off? Kick it off, Sandra. These are our okay three, three tools that are in our unruffled toolbox. Is what we call it for the show. If you're new to the show. And they're just three things that help us either with sobriety or creativity. So,
1: okay. Well, my first one is I actually have made, um, some real plans, uh, to get out and do some fun stuff, uh, over the holiday breaks. Those are things that I had planned, you know, not unlike, um, uh, holiday breaks before these are things that, you know, I didn't make sure that there was a a bar nearby or available.
0: <laughs> that's not, that's not on your
1: itinerary this time around? It's not, not, it's the it's not a requirement, <laughs> not a requirement. Um, for, and, uh, I spent the last, oh, a couple of weeks. We have a, like a weekly, you know how big, most big cities have like a weekly free paper that has like all the fun art events and theater events and stuff. And so I've been, uh, I spent the last, Um, I've taken the last two of those and like ripped things out. Think fun things to do, um that the kids and I can do. Um, if my husband's off, of course he can tag along as well. Uh but you know, they're like outdoor things, art, um, some you know, holiday events, some holiday craft things, shopping, those kind of things. And you know, the list isn't exhaustive. Um I'm yeah there's gonna be room for spontaneity and we certainly there's not an agenda or anything, it's not an itinerary and certainly not gonna beat beat myself up if we don't do even half of it. Yeah. But yeah. Um in fact I worked on it a little bit this morning, so it's gonna be I'm looking forward to that. Um this Holiday or this thing the next for for this coming week this holiday this uh week of Thanksgiving I'm I'm super looking forward to it.
0: Oh good, yeah. yeah. I that well, um, mine's not mine's not too different. Um, my tool in my toolbox is just a plan. Like I need to have a plan, like you said, it can be a loose plan, but I need to have one. So I have my um, father in law's coming into town, and I'm going to have a couple people over for dinner. And I just need a plan of, like, how that's going to go down for shopping. One thing I do that might be helpful, I don't know if other people do this, but when we're sober, like, we get up early in the morning, right? Like, we are morning people now. (laughs) Freaky early. (laughs) We are no longer hungover and, you know, just hanging on. So I do my grocery shopping early in the morning before all of the other people in the world are out there. So that's uh,
1: having a plan. That's a good tip. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just to get that that, that stressor for me. I, I Like I said, I don't live right next to a grocery store, so I do have to plan a little bit um, when I go into town to do things. But um, a plan in general for New Year's Eve, for Christmas, for Christmas Eve, I need a plan. Um, like I said, it can be loose, but i got to know what it is that is expected of me. i got to know what parties I'm already saying no to. The RSVPing to the holiday parties, um, I've already said no to two. Um, but, you know... I do like parties. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just know when I look at the calendar, when it's already overcommitted, you know, the plan is like, what is the plan? What, what are these next five weeks, six weeks going to look like so that I can stay sane for my family? So that's my, that's my tool. It was a plan.
1: That's a good one. Um, So my next one is, uh, I hope to work on some, a couple of projects, some you know, personal projects, work related projects too. And I'm going to kind of squeeze those in. I'm looking, you know, my kids, uh, like their downtime just as much as anybody else. And, you know, so when I said I've got some plans for us to get out and explore and do some things, it's certainly not going to be scheduled out. Go, go, go. We're going to have many days where there's just going to, be kids wanting to lay about on their devices and so um, those are those are the times that I'm going to squeeze in a little bit of work on some new projects because you know this that kind of thing it the the new year is approaching there's some things I want to launch into the world and those are the things that just light me up and um, I get to work on them because I'm not I'm, I'm not drinking and I'm not hungover, So, um, that's just, that's one of my other tools. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, And
0: you get, you're right. You get to do that. Yeah. Um, so my number two in my unruffled toolbox is actually a physical sobriety toolbox. I have a physical little bag that I carry things around in my purse. Um, and then I wanted to share just really quickly. Um, that I, I think it's important to have a little physical toolbox. Holly Whitaker at Hip Sobriety, she wrote a great blog post. If you, if you Google Hip sobriety, um, toolbox, sobriety toolbox, she'll tell you how to put one together. But um, for me, my phone is part of my sobriety toolbox. Texting with other sober women in recovery, key, really key. Um, a little hint, if you're at a holiday party or if you're feeling weird at a function, just go in the bathroom and text someone. Yep, the yep. bathroom. It's a great place. So key. It was so helpful to me. It still is helpful to me. Um, mm-hmm. A self-imposed curfew that you talked about is part of my toolbox. Um, I know that's not physical, but it's like I. I go to. I was going to book club and saying my curfew is eight forty-five, because anything after eight forty-five at my book club was just dangerous for me, the drinking. Um, but in my purse, I carry essential an essential oil, uh, rescue remedy spray, my two-year AA chip. Um, I have a little lip balm that's like my little weird obsessive thing that I use, a rosebud salve, the lip balm, and I carry a few mantra cards in there and um, and AA cards. They hand them out, ones that's about acceptance or willingness or the third step prayer. I keep those in there and I read them when I need to. Um, I also carry pens in my purse and a sketchbook to entertain myself in a pinch. So like if I'm stuck at some place, I have to be there or I'm uncomfortable, I just Go inward a little bit and take a little time to myself and pull that out. And it kind of recenters me. And I say no to any events that zap my energy and that I'm not invested in. So that's part of my toolbox too, that I can say no. So that's a lot, I know, but a physical sobriety toolbox to carry on your person. Some of those things are ideas and thoughts, but the physical one, like if you have that, oh, and tea, I carry tea bags in my purse, I use old Altoid tin boxes and I put tea bags in there. I just shared that the other day on the Unruffled, um, Facebook page. I just put my favorite tea. So anywhere I go, I can usually get hot water and have tea and take care of myself. Yeah. All
1: right. That's, yeah. that. that's a good one. Okay. Well, my last one may not come to, it may be no surprise to you or our listeners, but it's my gratitude list. Oh. Um, That is a moment that I can sit down and reflect and stay mindful, even in hectic moments or even in chaos. Um, I use it just to sit down and collect myself and collect my thoughts and take my time and think about what I'm grateful for, because that's kind of what it's all about, right? Um, Yes. The holidays are not just about the food, like we <laughs> mentioned before, <laughs> or, <laughs> presents, like, or, yeah. or the presents or exactly. It's about our time to spend with our families, even if or our chosen families or our friends or, you know, even if it's just a small group of people. Um, but that's what the holidays are for about for me and um and sitting down and making a gratitude list helps me reflect on those things and keeps me focused
0: Hmm. you have the most beautiful handwriting too oh thanks so pretty Hmm. yeah well you know me i firmly believe in that practice um the third thing for me uh is service i have found Um, that when I'm of service, I get to take myself out of myself. So it doesn't have to be, um, you know, it could just be that you're taking care of your neighbor's dog or that you're getting someone's mail or, um, volunteering during this time, you know, at a shelter, or we just had these horrific fires near us. So we're going to be looking for opportunities to help, um, this holiday season when we're, when my son's not in school. But I think service is a really, it can help change and shift the focus, um, especially for me if I'm getting into a pity party or I don't have emotional sobriety. If I go volunteer or help out or go to a meeting and help wash coffee cups or something, I feel a lot better. It helps me. <clears throat> I'm helping by doing something, but it also helps me. Um, at my morning meeting, I, I don't smoke, but I clean up the cigarettes in the parking lot and the trash. I volunteer for that every time I go to the meeting because I want to be of service to the meeting. And it sounds silly. And my husband's like, why do you do that? You don't smoke. You don't." I'm like, because I always come home with like baggies full of, you know, the cigarettes. If I don't take them out of my car, it smells it up. Right. Like, I do that because I, I'm trying not to be judgmental. It helps me in a couple of different ways. I try not to be judgmental. And I'm trying to just be of service where I could be quiet about it. And obviously I'm talking about it here, but that I could just do it and go. Like I don't have right. to make a big thing out of it. And, um, and it helps me stay accountable to myself. Right. So, service. Yeah. That's oh, it. I think we did it. it. We did do it. We did do it. Um when this airs, I'm going to be um sharing a blog post that day and sharing all of my Thanksgiving and holiday posts from years past. Just links to all of them in one post. And I just wanted to say a little disclaimer. A lot of them are from when I was still drinking and imbibing, so there might be some images Um, not a lot of them, but some of them. And I want to share this. The reason I'm going to write it and share it is because I want people to see what it was like and what it's like now. And I really did try to look at my life through a lens and try to make it beautiful. Um, a lot of the time I I, I was reading some of them and I just couldn't see the darkness, but I obviously didn't write that darkness, But I want the listeners to know that if you read them, they're they're not. It wasn't all sunshine and roses, but writing for me and trying to share the the nice part of my life was what helped me eventually get sober. You know, helped Mm -hmm. me. It helped me see that I want. I want that authentically. I want it. I don't want to just have it framed. How do I say that? Just. I'm not. I'm getting my words jumbled. It's what it was like, and it might look really good. I want you to know that it really
1: wasn't that good. It wasn't the truth. Yeah. It It wasn't wasn't the the whole truth. It was the truth, right? but it wasn't the whole truth. right? It wasn't the whole truth. Exactly. Yeah. And so that... It was the part that you wanted everybody to see. Yeah. It was the only part
0: that and that I needed to see it. I needed to frame my life like that it wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. I needed to hold on to something really and say, God, this is beautiful. Why don't I why can't I have my life be like this all the time? Mm-hmm. So again, I don't go back and read my old writing that often. So when I did, I was like, ooh, that wasn't really the story. No. <laughs> Readers might not know that by, by, by reading it. But I'm going to share some just to put it out there. And I know that around the holidays, I was looking for stuff to read and listen to in early sobriety. Um, I wanted to know more people that were like me. And to see mm-hmm. how you can how they changed their lives and how they did it, and I just gobbled it all up.
1: So I'm going to put that post out today when this airs. And I would like to say something along those lines too. Um, so this um, when this airs, the, the week of Thanksgiving, um, <clears throat> if you <clears throat> excuse me, if you are not part of our secret face, Facebook group and you want to be, this could be a good week for you to jump in. Um, if you need a little extra support over the holidays um you know I'll still be checking in on social media uh even though you know my kids will be home and we'll be out doing holiday stuff but um I would love to add you if you need a little extra uh a little extra support oh I like that I will try to do that as well
0: um yeah well should we wrap it up Sandra all right all right this was good I hope it was helpful
1: Yes, I do. I hope it was helpful.
0: All right, everyone. Have a good, safe holiday. Don't drink. Or if you do drink, um, listen to some of these tips and see how maybe you can do it differently.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by NMMD original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designer Chris Vakiri. Thanks for listening.